Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Superview Show's Career Retrospectives with my good man, Kyle Q. He's back once again. How are you doing tonight? Doing great. Um, so, yeah, we have a very interesting show for you tonight. We have a show. We're going to be talking about Fallout Boys Mania, which, you know, Right off the bat, I mean, like I'm, I'm fascinated to talk about this one, but I mean, I mean, but we're, we're, some people hate it, some people love. It. We're gonna get into all that in a little bit, but uh, glad to see you here once again, my friend. Glad to be here. So let's get right into it, shall we? So what, as I share my screen here, what are your like overall like coming off of like centuries and then with Thurman, what was going into Mania? What was your take on that? Uh, so my expectations were not super high for this album. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. And that's even before any of the songs came out. That's before anything leading up to it. I, I was skeptical right off the bat, mostly because while I do like American Beauty, American Psycho quite a bit, it, you know, it's a good album. Yeah. It was starting to veer a little too much into that pop direction, which is not on its own a bad thing. There's plenty of bands that do that very well that have pivoted. I mean, even their album prior, Save Rock and Roll, it's, it's more of a pop album than a rock and roll album, if we're honest, if gonna be honest about it. I agree. But it was a great album. It was, you know, up there with some of their best work. American Beauty, American Psycho, on the other hand, was more hit or miss. Um, so coming off that album, which again, I did really like. But I kind of had a feeling I knew where they were going based on the singles the big singles from the previous album, which in my opinion are some of the worst on there. Like Centuries, uh, it's not one of my favorite Fall Out Boy songs. And, you know, Uma Thurman, I did like it at first and I got a little bit overplayed. But I had a feeling they were going to lean heavily into that kind of inspiration and sound for Mania. And overall, I was right. All right. I mean, truth be told, I mean, I... Going into, I, I didn't even know this album came out. I'm going to tell you right up front. I actually, I didn't even know they had like a seventh album until like, until you told me truthfully, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? There was another, cause I was so used to hearing like my songs, you know, you did in the dark on the radio and whatever, like their chart hitting songs were, but there were no hot 100 hits on this album I mean, uh, compared to the other previous albums. Um, like centuries was a big, big hit for them. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what happened to Fall Out Boy? I mean, I, I liked what I heard beforehand, but I didn't really, I was like, what, in 2017, 2018, like, what's going on? I didn't know. I thought they weren't even like, they were there. I, I thought they were gone, truthfully. And then when you just told me, like, oh, they released an album called Mania, I said, what? <laughs> I, I, I was completely unaware of it. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is like, it's an album that, I mean, there are good, I mean, it's not all bad. I mean, is it their worst album? Yes, we both agree with that, on that part. I mean, is there like, are there like good songs on it though? Yeah, there's a couple good ones. I mean, our list are right different. I mean, you said you have like a top, you ranked them from like one to 10 on your song list, but like- What I did know. was, it's not like yeah. one to 10. It's more of just, I gave, so for this one, I gave each song a rating out of a score of 10, 10 being the highest. Um I just wanted to do it that way because I wanted to try to stay as impartial as possible. You know, we talk about a lot of albums that we've liked throughout yeah. our previous uh, discussions. And now that we're talking about one that we're not so fond of, I wanted to make sure I gave it a 
a fair shake. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't being just blindly critical of it. So I went through and I, I rated each song without Fallout Boy standards, just as standalone songs and a standalone album. If I didn't know it was Fallout Boy, this is how I would have ranked them. Mm, all right. I, I personally did not do that, but I mean, I, I will talk about every, when you bring them up, I'll talk about each song and we'll go from there. That's totally fine. Um, I mean, what was your, I mean, did you ever see them live? I forgot to ask that. Uh, yeah, I've seen them twice now. Uh, first was on the, oh, what they call that tour. Here's the tour with Paramore, the co-headliner with Paramore. Uh, back, that was when Save okay. Rock and Roll came out. Was it? The, oh, the oh, back then. Right, they called it, yeah. Yeah, that was great. They yeah. did great. Um, yeah, I loved them then. And then I saw them last summer on the Hello Mega Tour, which again, great. They're they're great live. They have good charisma on stage. They play fantastically. Uh, I will mm. say some of the songs from Mania didn't translate as well live as pretty much any of their other albums. I think that even the American Beauty, American Psycho songs translate to a live setting better. But mm. they're still fun. All right. No, I, I, because, you know, we talked about this on one hand before. I did see the Hell and Mega tour as well. But unfortunately, I was on the New York show and mm. you were in the Philadelphia show. And Fall Out Boy had a positive COVID, not, not them specifically, one of their members had like a COVID test positive. And sure enough, they could not perform. And I was so pissed that Fall Out Boy had to fall out of playing yeah. on the tour. I was like, damn, that sucked. But whatever. Um, yeah, hopefully, I hopefully when they tour again, I will see. I'm they're on my list to go see for sure. Uh, live definitely recommend it. They're they're great. You, you know, even if you're not the biggest fan of their the later half of their career, you know, right. whatever, it's still good. Even the songs that you're not that into, they play them great. You know, it, they're still entertaining to watch, even when it might be one of those songs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, on a side note, like I feel like a song like Centuries or my songs know what you did in the dark, light them up. I mean, I feel like that would go over differently than like sugar. We're going down or thanks for the memories. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I wasn't sure about that, but uh, anyways, mania. I, and I do know that they played one song off mania on the hell mega tour as well. I know. Was it less the real ones? Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. Just because uh, I didn't see it. How did that go over? Given that that's the one song they played off of this album on the hell mega tour. I thought it went over. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could have done without it. I'm going to be honest. I would have replaced it with, there's a couple songs from this album. I would have taken over that any day of the week. But, you know, it was cool to see. I was kind of glad they only left it to that one song from the album. But yeah, as a whole, can't complain about it. It was okay. All right. No, I was, like I said, I wasn't, because I didn't see them. Um, But I mean, definitely, I'm just just curious how that would go, how that material, that, that type of material would go over live compared to like, like I said, sugar were going down, or even Saturday. So they do they um, do it well, and you know the audience was still into it. It's not like it went over poorly. It's not like it was poorly received when they played it. They still do great when they're playing that, and they sounded great. So that's all okay. that really matters on it. And the crowd was into it. So it's and that's even when it was pouring rain. I might add, it was torrential right. downpour in an open air stadium. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's how people were feeling at that point. I was drenched head to toe, but it was still great. Yeah, how many oh, yeah. bands that you could say that about that you could be completely soaked and still just be standing there watching them? Yeah, and enjoying I mean, hey, it. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what it's all about in the end, right? And having fun. Yep. Um, but mania, let's go. Let's get into the. And for those you who are listening to this, you won't be able to see this, but we're gonna get into the Wikipedia page about like you know certain songs and certain specific ones are set their type of sound on this record. It was different as well. Much, very much more of a pop sounding record, of course. So, mm-hmm. I mean, very, I mean, drastic. I mean, I, I would say like, I thought centuries was one thing, but then you listen to like less the rare ones and like young and menace and like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll so, get into that one later. I have oh, a lot oh, to say on that one. Oh God. Um, yeah, hopefully, like, hopefully their next album is different, but let's put it that way. Um, and, and it says it right here. It says upon release, Mania received largely mixed reviews from critics, but farewell commercially debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 with big feet, of course. Um, it was the first album since their first, their debut to that. This is what I was talking about to not produce an hot 100 single on the charts. That's why I was like, what happened to them? I, that's because yeah. I didn't, I didn't know this album came out. I had no idea. I was like, what's going on? You know, but um, yeah, I mean, and then I listened to it. I was like, this is Fall Out Boy? <laughs> Put it this way. When the most I heard of this album on the radio was when I was working at Home Depot. Yeah. It was like right around when it came out. Champion went directly to Home Depot radio. Oh, jeez. And it would play in there. And that was the only place I heard. I heard on the actual like radio maybe a handful of times. But also, I just want to point out uh, one of the producers of this album, which there was multiple, and I'm sure that played a part in uh, the mixed bag of this album is, is Butch Walker. Oh, yeah. I'm generally not a big fan of his production on a lot of things, lately anyway, the past couple of years, that is. Uh, he also worked on um, Green Day's last album, Father of All. Uh, you know, that album was also a little questionable. So his track record's not the best over the past three, four years. Yeah, I mean, this was also January of 2018. So remember we talked about Panic at the Disco dropping in January of 2016? Yeah. This is, Jan- this, this is Fall Boy's latest release, too. We're like, oh, man. You know, it's... Um, it's, I mean, we'll get into like their greatest hits release of like those couple other songs in a little bit, but like, um, and I thought that was different than this, but um, I mean, still, it was like, it was just what a, it's just, I'm, I, I, this is why I have you here. Like, it was just such a different sound for them too, because compared to like their 2003, 2005, 2007 sound, or even their 2011 sound, it was just so, so different. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some good. There's a couple good ones out here that I like, but like at the same time, like, really, this is Fall Out Boy. It was just, it was just yeah. qu- like questionable for me. I mean, what's what's your take on like the sound of the record personally? The sound is, like you said, it's very very different. That's not always necessarily a bad thing when bands Correct. do that, but you have to do it right. You have to actually know what you're doing. And you actually have to be passionate about it. And I feel like only half of this album feels like that. The rest of it just feels like they said, this is what's popular right now. Or this is what worked on our last album. Let's go more towards that. Mm -hmm. 
and they did not do it well. There's a lot of really odd choices on the album that don't make much sense, even down to like the single choices and just really odd decisions that were made all around. And especially having so many producers on the album and still having these problems, you know, like you would think somewhere along the lines, one of the people working on the album would have said, Hey, maybe let's not do that song or maybe let's do it a little bit differently. And I will say that, and you know, I, I don't know how confirmed this is, but after young and menace, the lead single dropped and was pretty much panned by everyone, critics, fans. I don't think I've seen anyone defend that song. Nobody liked it, but after that, they delayed the album release date pretty substantially. And I think a lot of that had to do with how it was received. And it makes me wonder what the album was going to be like before that happened. Mm -hmm. Would it have been more of what Young and Menace was? Just random drops of just sounds that don't work together? Just very odd. And if they did go back and re-record things, then... I'm glad they did because, you know, we did get a handful of pretty good songs out of it. I, I tend to, I didn't even know they did that. Cause I mean, that's a little, I paid attention to this album. I mean, in general, but like, I mean, based on what you're saying, they just completely like redid it and not necessarily start from scratch, but just like they, they tweaked a lot of stuff because based on that one, the first debut single, which was on April 27th, 2017. So yeah. you said, you said they delayed it to like, do you know when the delay was? It, I don't remember what the original release date was, okay. but it did have, it was supposed to be not too long after Young and Menace, if I remember correctly. And then, yeah. Oh, right oh they have it in here? Yeah, yeah, it says right here. Go ahead. So they delayed it three months. Uh, and again, don't know. Yeah, right. They even said right here. So I guess it is confirmed. I wasn't sure that's something that they actually formally said because I couldn't remember. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, they felt the album wasn't ready and felt it was rushed. And I think a lot of parts still feel that way, even on the finished product that we got. Right. I mean, I, I like like I said, I, I'm not from I'm not super familiar with like the specific details of this, but I do, I mean, I the fact that he's like, look, it was originally scheduled for September of 2017. And it got delayed to, delayed to January of 2018. So that just tells you something right there. Like, all right, we're going to like, we're going to like redo, we're going to backtrack. We're going to take care of some stuff and just hopefully redo a lot of it, which I, I, I I'm kind of glad they did. Oh, let's just put it out anyways. You know? And I also want to point out that even speaking more to this era of the band, just look at the, you have it right up here on the uh, Wikipedia page, this tour. I remember when they did this and it was the first time that Fall Out Boy had gone on tour that I was like, I don't think I really want to see this tour. And I didn't go because the support acts were Black Bear, which I, I'm not really into him. Everything he does sounds the, almost exactly the same. Uh, Jaden Smith, it, it, why? And I don't know who the other band is. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Wax is. 
Uh, yeah, Australian rock band. I'm guessing they played the Australia dates, but it, very odd choices for the band. I don't know if they're trying to cash in on more modern mainstream, but they were already a mainstream act. They didn't need to. They could have just kept doing what they were doing. Right. Exactly. I think if I'm not mistaken, I looked up their set list for uh, what they played on the main. They played like 25 songs, but there was an opening act. And I was like, and I, and I looked at those yeah. dates too, and I'm like, why is Black Bear or Jaden Smith, even for, you know, it's funny when um, American Beat, American Psycho came out, I looked at dates for that too. And I was just on a whim. I was like, oh, let me just look when this came out. Let me look on Setlist FM, which is a good website too. I love it. it like Wiz Khalifa was opening up for them too. Oh, like, yeah, he was. On? Yeah. Well, they did a whole remix album for American Beauty, American Psycho. And right, that was right. mostly garbage again. It's, yeah. I can't really hit them that hard on that because it's a remix album. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, I'm not a fan of like remixes per se, but Mm-mm. I'm like originally like just put it your content, put it out the way you want to put it out. But like just on a side note of remixes, just a really quick side note. I was on Spotify yesterday, and this is just a side note for you. Um, I I like because you know I me, mean, I listen to a variety of music from all different decades. I found a remix that the Four Tops, who is a 1960s Motown group, has a remix yep. out. I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? It's like, what are they doing? They remix like I think it was. Like Bernadette, one of their like 60s pop hits, has a remix. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're like 80 years old. Come on. It's pretty you, gotta get, you gotta get that Spotify money. I know. It's just, I don't know. That's a, that was shocking to see that. I was like, I didn't want to listen to that, but that's me. Uh, but Mania, the experience. I mean, I guess Wax was the opening up for their, I mean, they only have one opening act for this tour, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was only like the one act. It wasn't two acts. I think I mean, so. I, I could be wrong. Because when I saw, it's funny. I saw Panic at the Disco for the first time in 2018. They had two opening acts and they played for two hours on their own. So I wonder if there was only one opening act and then Fall Out Boy played like a two and a half hour set, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, just wondering. But so yeah, I don't know. That's not sure. I, I do think I remember it being one opening act, maybe two in certain areas. I don't fully remember. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't. I, mean, I could look it up but one day, but like it's just, I wasn't sure about that. But I don't know. Just. That's me. But um, should we get into the track listing or anything else you want to say yeah. about the tour and whatnot? Or? No, I'm good. Uh, do you want to get, what's this llama thing? Lamania, La, La whatever it's oh, called. Oh, that was... Is that the EP you were talking about? No, that was a different EP that I was talking about that, that came after Lamania, actually. Lamania was just a, uh, like three demos for Mania oh. that didn't get used uh, and they put it out uh, under a different name at first uh, it was interesting you know cool to okay. hear but i wish they were finished so I, I remember one of them actually sounded better than that decent amount of the album did mm-hmm. so it would have been cool to get those finished but yeah maybe one day yeah all right um let's get down to the track listing show and it did debut number one making them like one of the biggest sales that year and the critic reviews right there too so there's only only 10 songs on here. And, you know, it's funny. I noticed this a lot over the course of like, not just not just Fall Out Boy, not just like Panic! at the Disco, but like even Maroon 5, they started as like five guys just writing songs. And then once they get to like 2015 or 2018, they tend to have like a ton of writers on their stuff at the same time. You know, I mean, like even, yeah, even yeah. this example too, so. Especially when you get to the pop sounding songs 
yeah more and more producers and writers which can be a good thing if it works i think i think this is a case of having too many cooks in the kitchen if you will i, I think agree. there are too many people giving their own input here and i just don't think it worked no i don't think so i mean am i hoping for an eighth ball up boy up absolutely am i excited for that yes mm-hmm. whenever that may come out but Right now we got this. This is their latest like stance on like, oh, this is what we got. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, let's start with number one, shall we? Stay Frosty Royal Milk Tea. Talk to me. Yeah. Uh, very good album opener for what it's worth. Uh, I actually do enjoy the song. Okay. Uh, the production on this specific song, I actually really like. Okay. It actually gets you like pumped up. And it really sets a good mood. I remember when I first heard it, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm going to actually enjoy this album. Because before that, I had heard Young and Menace. And I think Champion came after that one. And I was iffy on that one. So I don't remember if I listened to any of the other singles beforehand. So -hmm. this being like my, wow, maybe I'm going to actually like this album. It had me hopeful for a couple minutes uh the chorus the first half of it is kind of annoying uh, but the second half is very good that's something i noticed throughout the album as well is a lot of the songs have questionable choruses and quite a few of them the verses were better than the choruses and i mean the lyrics on this actually this album has some pretty good lyrics throughout it i mean fall up boys always been great with their lyrics I mean, one of the lyrics on this one, uh, if I die in my sleep, I know that my life is just a killer dream. I really like that one. That's a really good line. But then they also have in the same song, I think the worst lyrics Fall Boy has ever used. Are you smelling that shit? And they just repeat that multiple times throughout the song. It's awful. That's a terrible line. It drags the thing down. Overall, this song, I'd give like an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. For the first one, Stay Frosty, Royal Milk Tea. Yep. It's a weird, I mean, you and I talk about titles sometimes. It's a somewhat of a weird title as well, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too into that. I mean, it, it did kind of remind me of like the early days of Fall Out Boy when they just have absolutely ridiculous song titles. Right. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's like, I mean, it, it We'll get into more of it in a second, but like it's it's just it's odd. It's like compared to like Sugar, we're going down, or my songs know what you did in the dark. In parentheses, lighting them up. It's just, it's just it's a different take. I liked it for what it was, but at the same time, you're like, you know, really? But whatever. I mean, like, could you picture like someone on Z? If it, if it, hit, if it hit the Hot 100, can you imagine like someone from Z100 being like, yeah, stay frosty, royal milk tea by Fall Out Boy? No. Yeah, sometimes the song titles can prevent it from being, you know, a huge hit. But I really like on this one, the this is probably like the heaviest production that's on the album. I, definitely the most like distorted, intense sounding song, mostly the intro. Good album opener. Yeah, I mean, it, it was good, yeah. Um, now let's get into, I, I want to get your opinion of this. Mm. Last of the real ones. Yeah. What do you what do you got? I like the lyrics. I think lyrically mm-hmm. it's good. That that's a trend throughout most of this album, like I said. 
the bridge I didn't think was good at all. I think it felt very out of place. The chorus I thought is okay. But then once they start repeating the last of the real ones over and over, it just reminds me of like Young and Menace and I, I don't like it. It gets repetitive to the point of annoyingness. It, overall, it's pretty middle of the road for me. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's, it's probably like a six out of 10 in my book. Okay. I mean, I, it was, I, I, I gotta say the truth. I like the piano intro part of it. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that was a good, like, I guess, pop hook yep. one might say, but like the rest of it was like, I don't know, I just, it's kind of forgettable too at the same time. Most of the album is forgettable yes. to me compared to like, to me, purchase centuries or Uma Thurman or like, you know, other songs of theirs that are quite more memorable than this than the, a lot of these ones personally i mean I'll, I'll get to heaven's gate in a second but that's that's me so yeah um, i mean i think that this song like you said i love the piano intro i think that was cool yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think they needed to bring it back so many times throughout the song though i think that they could have just let it be the intro and just moved on from it i think that would have been much cooler than what they did yeah i mean i agree with that completely yeah that that would have been so much better if they they did something like that, yeah. Because the more it comes back in the song, the more I get tired of it and loses its impact. Right, exactly. So, um, all right. Well, it's not all in caps on this Wikipedia page, but hold me tight or don't. What's your What's your take on hold me tight or don't? <laughs> so this was, if you go in order, not counting the singles coming out before the album. If yeah. you go just sit there and listen to the album as a whole, I would say this is the first truly questionable song on the album. Mm-hmm. Stay Frosty, Royal Milk Tea, great opener. Last of the Real Ones, just kind of middle of the road, forgettable, kind of annoying. Yeah. But not not like bad by any means. No. This one, it's just, again, lyrics are pretty decent, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty boring song. It's yeah. really boring. It and again, whereas like last the real ones had some interesting aspects, like the beginning piano and like the first part of the chorus was pretty good. Yeah, this doesn't really have anything like that. It's but it has nothing really bad about it either. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just boring, which I think is the worst offense a song could have. I'd rather listen to a bad song. Than a boring one because if at least right. if a song is bad you can kind of laugh at it and be like wow that was really bad and they just they have a specific uh sound like the oh what's like the nana sound that goes throughout it a lot and it's really annoying yeah something that he sings and they do with his voice I, I just didn't care for it four out of ten all right fair enough i mean also like it's just we're gonna get to a lot of them in a sec but like some of the titles are like what uh, just, some of the titles are just questionable on there. Uh, number four, Wilson in parentheses, expensive mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is the song they should have played on Hell Omega. Mm. I love this song, best song on the album. 10 out of 10 has a bit of that old, well, I'm not gonna say old Fallout Boy feel, but it has a bit of the older fallout boy feel like from maybe an album or two ago and I, it's a fun song it's a good song it, it's actually catchy and you actually remember it unlike the other songs like 
up until uh, you know the other day when I listened to the album again, I completely forgot what Last of the Real Ones and Hold Me Tighter Don't. I forgot how they went because they were once the the album like once a, about a year went by from the album coming out, I didn't listen to those songs anymore really. Mm-hmm. Wilson, great, and again, look at the credits on it. Fallout Boy wrote it just themselves, no outside input, and had one producer on it. Shows you they still got it. (laughs) Exactly. So I I love it. Uh, My edgy, my old edgy high school self uh, (laughs) that wishes he can go back there. Loves the uh, I'll stop wearing black when they make a darker color line. As I sit here in a yellow shirt and most of my clothes are no longer black. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean. I, everything you just said, uh, nail on the head completely for me. I agree. Um, shall we get to uh, now? This is we're getting halfway through the album now because only ten songs. Church, mm. not take me to church by Hoiser. Hoiser, I don't even know how to say his name. Thank, thank God, I hate that song. I know it's it's repetitive. Um, but Church by Fall Out Boy, Fall Out Boy, and three other writers. What do you got? So there were only two songs on this album that I would say are 10 out of 10s. Mm. Church is the second one. Okay. All right. I really like Church. The production on this one actually really shines through very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you know, props to Butch Walker where it's due. I'll give it to him on that one. Yes. Uh, thing is, the chorus repeats itself a lot throughout the song. Yeah. But it doesn't get boring because each time there's so many different variations if you listen to it in terms of what he's doing with his vocals and his voice. Mm-hmm. And the production on having like the, the choir and the bells in it, it, it's great. And it's a very well-written and very well-structured song that yeah. I wish that we saw more of on the album. I, I agree with you on that. And I, I would say, you know, for, for, um, for Wilson Expensive Mistakes and Church to be your two-numbered tens on the album as far as like ranking like ranking them goes um fall up boy with the only writer on wilson expensive mistakes whereas church they had three other writers outside of the band which to mean shows that like like you said i mean anything is possible if you have the correct team and the correct in anything not just in music but in sports and movies whatever if you have the right team and the right quality of writers and work and people who work well together you can still have good content on what is what we consider to be a mixed album yes 100 percent. i mean even look at pop radio oh my god most of the songs you hear on the radio have a team of writers team of producers you know it's it's very rare that you have someone like a like a taylor swift who writes a majority of her own stuff works like a select few producers and makes hits most people have a team behind their songs most people on the radio don't even write their own songs right tell us and ed sheeran yes ed sheeran as well but it all comes down to whether or not you're working well together and you're and you have a good foundation to build it on which i think church had Mm mm-hmm I, the I agree. Initial and I, song isn't there. It doesn't matter how many writers you have on it. It's not yeah. going to help it. Yeah, I agree. And plus, Butch Walker and uh, Butch Walker and Wells were the only, oh, the only two, only two producers instead of like two or three or whatever. So that's good. 
So yeah, I agree with that. Um, church is good. I mean, and, and plus that that's the second first half of the album that, that's already done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start on the next one. Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. I think it was. Can, can I be upfront with you for a sec? Yeah. I, this one, I mean, is it like their best number one? No, 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 of course not. But like, is it a decent, like modern day love song? Mm-hmm. I, I I would say so. I mean, I mean, I like it. Do I like love it? Love it? Not really. But it doesn't serve its purpose as like a give me a boost over Heaven's Gate type of thing. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, what's your take on Heaven's Gate? So Heaven's Gate, I would... I give it a nine out of 10. Mm-hmm. Now the stretch of the album from Wilson to heaven's gate is incredible. Yeah. It is three, what I would call honestly, amazing songs back to back three songs that I legitimately love. Mm-hmm. It's a shame that the rest of the album after that doesn't <laughs> keep that pace going. This song has the best vocals on the album. Oh my god this is what i want from patrick stump all the time i don't know why he doesn't sing like this more often i know he did it on uh, you know he kind of started that vibe with um infinity on high mm-hmm. really leaned into it on folia do which is my favorite fall boy album it's great it's incredible and then he kept that up on speak rock and roll but then just kind of didn't stop doing it Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really weird choice. I love to see it back here. The vocal performance is really what carries the song. It's so good. I will say the verses of the song, I think, are better than the chorus. I think the chorus does drag a tiny bit, and there's a bridge in like the middle of it or toward the end that I'm not too fond of. But the verses are incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's. I would almost call it like an underrated modern day love song. Hundred percent. Oh, I mean, I that's what I would call because you know, it, and it's you're right. Tracks four through six, like the it's funny. Like you start, I'm just really quick going back, backtracking for a sec. The opening on the album's you know good for it's pretty good. Yeah. Last of the ruins has got some good parts to it. Hold me tighter, don't yeah whatever. But then you go to four, five, and six, you're like, all right, this is actually pretty good. We're gonna get to champion and young and menace in a second, but you know it's not bad at all i mean it's just you know, there's some parts that like, if anything i would say like the opening's good the middle two or the second two are like you know whatever then the middle of the album's like like the, it's kind of like a cheeseburger almost like the you know you get to the, the, the burger part you're like oh it's really good then you get to the bun you're like all right whatever yeah so that's the way i look at this album yeah so 100 and it's a weird way of making an album if we're going to be honest the oh, yeah. normal way an album's made is either usually you put the good songs up front mm. yeah and i mean unless maybe they legitimately thought that all of them were that good but i don't know i don't know i mean i mean it's weird how like like we just point out like the really good songs to, to us are the three in the middle and like some of the first one like you know the first yeah. second one but like it's the or the sequencing is really weird imagine if like the first half of the album the first five or six songs were those were those you know, the first five were those songs that might that might change people's opinions, but that's you know, we got the album order we got, but still. Yep. Um, let's talk about Champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I 
I like it. What's your take on champion? I don't like it, and I don't okay. not like it. I, this one to me is just a straight five out of ten, middle of the road. Mm. It was the biggest hit from the album. Okay. It does sound more like American Beauty, American Psycho than a lot of the other songs on the album, but to me, not in a good way. It mm. just sounds like they were like, oh, Centuries was a huge song. Let's write something extremely similar to that. Yeah, And that's pretty much what Champion is. They're like, we need a, a, a song that you can picture a music video of just someone training for a boxing match. <laughs> Boom. Champion. It, again, it's not bad. It's just, I don't think I liked it more when it originally came out, but going back to it, it doesn't hold up as well over time. I don't find myself going back to it at all. And even when I heard it now, I was kind of like, eh, I didn't I don't like it as much as I used to. And the chorus, again, very repetitive. They repeated a lot throughout the song. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's very repetitive. I mean, I, I, overall, I still like it, but it's not like, what does it hold a candle to like Wilson or Church or even, you know, Heaven's Gate? Not really. I agree with you on that. No, this um, is where they started to go. This is where the album started to take a turn for the worse yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh let's uh, any other thoughts on champion at all before we go down to the next the last three or no uh, just i will say about champion i do like the verses this is another mm. example on this album of me thinking that the verses were actually very solid it's just the chorus that kills it for me mm, yeah i mean we're, we're pretty much on the same page in this one uh Man, uh, Sunshine Riptide featuring Burna Boy. Featuring one of my least favorite parts about music today. Featuring Black Bear. Featuring this. Featuring Wiz Khalifa on Payphone by Maroon 5. Talk to me, Kyle. What do you got? <laughs> so I don't I don't hate features as much as, you know. I'm not, I'm not anti-featuring. I mean, it's cool yeah. when like, some people yeah. do it. The like, problem but... is in modern music, and around 2018, right around this time, is when I started noticing this. Yeah. It wasn't that bad back then. But nowadays, it's horrible. It's Everyone feels the need to, half the songs on the album need a feature. I don't know why they think that. Machine Gun Kelly, he's always, he's, his last album's like that, where just feature and feature. and then it, I don't need all those features. Most of the time, they don't work. This is an example of that. I don't know what they were thinking here. So this right off the bat, if Champion is where the album took a turn for the worse, this song is where everything just completely went to hell. Let's be honest here. <laughs> there is, it's a very cool idea in theory for this song. I like the idea of them making like a, a reggae style song i think that'd be cool and patrick's verses actually sound pretty good the chorus is awful though i don't know what that chorus is it's boring it's forgettable it's long and it's one of the worst features i've ever heard i've never listened to burna boy but him just mumbling his way over a fallout boy reggae beat was terrible no one asked for it i can't imagine there's any like fallout boy 
fans that legitimately really enjoy this song. Mm-hmm. Again, really cool idea. Could mm-hmm. have been cool to hear, but they really dropped the ball on it. Yeah. <laughs> big time, buddy. Big time. I, I almost, I mean, everything you just said, I'm just going to amplify it by saying this. I mean, I know I just prefaced by what I'm saying, but, but like, I, I don't mind features. Like, you know, I'll give you an example. John Mellencamp just released a new album and he had like featuring, I forget it was, but for three songs, it was cool. Hearing two artists on the same mm-hmm. track is, it's cool. You know, I, I mean, I'm not anti, it's just yeah. when it's every single, like Maroon yeah. 5's Jordy, every yes. single song Jeez. was featuring another artist. Yeah, that's the thing nowadays is people feel the need to, we need to get hype. So we have to get everyone that we've ever talked to in the music industry on our songs features are great when they're used every so often yeah and some artists just don't do features well you know fall up boys a band that i could see having you know decent features yeah a band like green day Mm -hmm. all their features they've only had like two two. they had uh nightlife with lady cobra and ordinary love an ordinary, was actually, yeah, ordinary, ordinary world, the version yeah. with Miranda Lambert, and both of those features were not good. I mean, they're, they're better, better off with just the three. Don't of them. need features. I don't, and I don't know why they can like they consistently do this. I, I'm gonna be honest, a little off topic, but I think Machine Gun Kelly is better without the features. <laughs> I don't know why he keeps bringing Black Bear on and saying, "Let's remake the same song again." Because everything that you do sounds exactly the same. Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, no, I think right around this album is when I think the industry started taking that turn towards needing features. I'm just glad this is the only one we got on the album. If this is what it was going to be like, I, I know. And then, like, I just uh, going back to I know it's fall by talk point, like Maroon Maroon Five's last two albums, like Red Pill Blues and Jordy Amplified, and doubled down on that. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. God help us all. Like, and I just on a, on a side note, I know like, I'm, not, I'm not anti-featuring. Like I said, like there's some artists who do it well, but like, I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Paul McCartney, he's not, he's anti-featuring. You know, he doesn't like it at all. Like someone asked him at one point, would you want to work with Ed Sheeran? He said, I like what he's doing, but I don't want to work with him. And I respect that. I respect that someone like as an established name like that is like, look, I'm good on my own. I'm fine with it. Yeah. So the thing that I think people need to realize is that, you can be a big fan of someone, yeah. but if you don't think you can add anything to the song, you don't have to do the feature. If you don't think the person's legitimately going to add an extra layer to the song, like if you're just going to have a rapper come in and rap a verse in the middle of the song, like if it's not going to make it better, don't do it. Don't do it. Columbia Records, you listening? I mean, Warner Brothers, you listening? <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, come on. It's like, come on. Like every... I feel like every and ever since 2018, ever since 2018, it's been like every other song on the on, on pop, like How 100 Radio, is featuring an artist. Even Elton John and Dua Lipa did it. I'm like, oh, come on, you know. I, I liked it a lot. I thought around, but I'm like, really? Whatever. But that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sunshine Riptide. We are not fans of it whatsoever. Are you ready? Can you handle this? Young and Menace. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you want to take this one first at all? I'm I'm already done. I'm coughing. I'm still sick. I'm sick of this song. Like it's come on. Like it's I'm coughing because of the song, not because I'm sick. 
Oh my God. <laughs> Young and Menace. What the hell? <laughs> Let me just start by saying that. What the hell were they thinking? Um, it's like, you know, it's, it's at, I think it's at the end of the album for a reason because the end of the album is not that great. <laughs> That's me. I mean, I really don't have much to say about it other than I'm not a fan. What do, what do you got? <laughs> so I gave the song a 0.5 out of 10 because I didn't not, feel Not right even a one. It. Not even no, a I one. I didn't feel right giving a song a zero because it still exists. So I had to give it something, but I couldn't justify yeah. a one. There is not a single thing redeemable about the song and i can say in 100 percent honesty this is one of the worst songs i've ever heard <laughs> oh my god this even is worse than even worse than maroon 5's jordy wow yes yeah. yes because that's there's tough. at least moments on that album which again i have not liked full disclosure i have not liked either of maroon 5's last albums and no. even then i only liked half of v or five however you want to say i only liked half of that one so they're a whole nother thing. But at least songs by them that I don't like have something going on. This song is just all over the place. It, it's <laughs> weird. Like they try to be techno kind of EDM with the weird drop. I know. Also the weird, it sounds like they had like three different songs that they threw into one. The weird Nikki Six reference is kind of cool i guess but it serves no purpose oh my god <laughs> the lyrics of this one are awful which is something that has been a saving grace of this album is that the lyrics on most of these songs are actually really good terrible drop weird and one probably the worst lead single to an album i've ever heard good god <laughs> and, and that's coming after just last week saying how bad uh, Shame Shame was for the Foo Fighters' last album as a lead right. single. But this one beats that tenfold. It, this song made them say, yeah, we don't, we're not really happy with how the album is right now, a.k.a. we see you guys hate this song. We need to go fix things. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages and fixing the album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's essentially like, oh, uh oh, we may have made an album with a lot of things that sound like this thing that everyone seems to hate. So that it's it's bad. And then they had the audacity to play it live a bunch of times. Oh, that's just a slap in the face. This is coming from a huge Fall Out Boy fan. I love Fall Out Boy. They're you know they're a top tier band, but my God, you gotta. And any Fall Out Boy like fangirls out there, you gotta learn how to criticize your favorite bands when they do something wrong. There's a lot of people that Preach. don't want to admit that Fall Out Boy did anything wrong. This album's trash. Well, not album, sorry. This song is trash. Thank you. Someone said it. <laughs> like you, you gotta learn to recognize when your favorite band does something does it has a misstep there's nothing wrong with with saying that no i mean i've i've called out i mean like no i mean no artist is like perfect perfect no everyone has missteps yeah everyone has like bad days here and there of course i mean like i we've talked about this like, i'm a huge springsteen guy there, do i love do i love every single one of them no there's some albums that i i can't stand like working on a dream yeah. this 
There's literally, I just want to say it. There's literally a song called Queen of the Supermarket. How stupid oh. is that? Yeah, I've heard don't, that. Just, yeah, don't, just don't even go there. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I, just a side note, like titles and that. I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, and then Young and Menace comes out for Fall Out Boy. We're like, what? The title's okay. But then you got like, the oh, ah, I can't talk about it. I'm yeah. sorry. So the thing with this also is if it wasn't the damn lead single of the album. I know. Oh if it God. wasn't a single, you know, if you want to make it a single, make it like a second or third single. Why was this what you wanted to introduce people to this era with? I know. I, I don't understand it. It, it was confusing, uh, to say the least. Yeah, very confusing. I remember, like, I remember when I first heard this, I was legitimately shocked. I, I was in, uh, I think I was still in Binghamton in college, and I was listening. I was like, oh, new Fall Out Boy song. And then I, my roommate got back and said, you got to hear this. He's like, <laughs> on, he was like, what is that? I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was a joke at first. Like, oh, it's an April Fool's Day. We're just praying it. Yeah, it doesn't come out until whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God. Well, if Young and Men, you give it a 0.5 out of 10, that, oof, that's just a rough day for anyone. Um, oh, good God. Right. So we have one more song to talk about, and then we're going to do overall impressions and whatnot. But like, Bishops, uh, uh, this is a real song title, everyone. Ready? Bishops, Knife, trick i'm not making this up kyle mm-hmm. what's your take on bishop's night trick it's so forgettable <laughs> there's there's nothing going on in this song nothing also i just want to point out that with the exception of church which walker has been part of almost every song i don't like mm-hmm. with the exception of young and menace so Congrats on that one, Butch. You you avoided that. Oh my god! But yeah, it's it's just forgettable. There's not much going on. I I, I tried to find things to say about this one. I really yeah. couldn't, other than just I never come back to it. It's like a it's like a four out of ten. It's not like insultingly bad, but there's yeah. it's boring, which I think is worse than being bad. It's funny. It's it's you say it's a four out of ten. It's the longest song on the album to it. Four minutes and twenty three seconds. It's almost yeah. like they were. The whole album, like, it's three minutes and 30 seconds for, like, majority of the songs. And then this one comes out, it's like, it's a minute longer. Like, all right, whatever. And then it's instantly forgettable. Yeah, and you know know what, though? I will hand it to them. And, again, this didn't become a trend until a little bit later. Mm -hmm. The songs are all over two and a half minutes long. Not like today's songs that are like, we can't make a song over, over two minutes that people lose interest. I know. Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Like I, I literally just, next just fall a, boy album, all gonna be two minute songs. Oh my god! Like the next one's gonna be like a minute. Like the longest songs gonna be like a minute and fifty eight seconds. Yeah. Oh my god! And then no, it's a you know it's funny. I think we talked about this like was we, we talked about this with uh, Foo Fighters last week, mm-hmm. like the length of the songs. Yep. This app, I'm just gonna read off the like the from one to ten the song length of the, each song length, two fifty, three fifty, three thirty, three thirty six. 331, 345, 313, 324, 344, and then 423. It's almost like they're screaming for a Hot 100 radio hit, and sure enough, they don't have it. Yeah. And yeah. that just shows you something. But 
and you know it's funny you, you talk about like how songs are going back to like two minutes long because of tiktok or whatever mm-hmm. but let's not forget i just want to point this out and i was listening because i was listening to the beatles today on vinyl before i you know came on today too um before i listened to this album as well but like a lot of the songs in the 60s mm-hmm. when we them were like two minutes yeah. and two and a half minutes yeah it's almost like we're a going lot. back to that it's ridiculous yeah but i think a lot of times with songs back then was with the lack of technology that they had yeah you it was either you had an album a, not a long album but you had an album with more songs mm-hmm. with more simplistic technology that you made shorter songs or you had an album with like eight seven or eight songs yeah. that were slightly longer also now with technology people are able to you know make longer songs going on into like the late 80s 90s and you know yeah. past there but yeah no but the problem is the difference is like the beatles and 60s and even like the 50s artists knew how to make the two minute songs work yeah nowadays it's just hey let's brush something out in two minutes and put it out i know it's it's sad like, and that's funny. not to say that there's not good music out there now. Like, I don't want to get off that impression because I, I love all music. There's not a genre, not a decade, not anything that I just straight up don't like. I like legitimately everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. But the tre- the overall trend has not been good the past couple of years. No, I second that completely, bud. I completely agree with that statement wholeheartedly. It's just like. They're going, they're going so short now. Like it's like just go pop songs go by like that, or even any song goes by like that now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Tool, I mean, where they released like an album with like eight songs on. I know you don't, you're not a fan, but like, I mean, I, I like that album quite a bit for whatever it was. The average song was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes yeah, long. That, like that's crazy. That's cool for you. <laughs> like, yeah, let's release this, like an hour long album with only eight songs on it. Sure, why not? Well, have you seen lately live? He's just been playing different. Uh, board games on stage while the band is playing. That's hysterical. I have he not seen Django that. one night. I think he did Operation the other night. He's actually pretty funny. I, I actually, I have to, you know, my aunt's a big tool person. I got to look that up. That's pretty funny. So that's that's what I mean. Like, and plus, one of their singles charted on the Hot 100 in like 2019, whatever it was, right? I don't yeah, know if you ever knew that. I also want to point out, yeah, it's a really different genre than Tool. Taylor Swift broke the record for the longest song hitting number one. Just Sorry, Don McLean. We'll listen to yeah, yeah, great song by the way, both. Yes, of them. but it just goes to show people will listen to. We have to have give people more credit. People will listen to a longer song. Yeah, like yeah, I don't want all songs on the radio to be ten minutes long. Hell, I don't even want all songs on the radio to be five minutes long. Right, but give me something that hits like the three three and a half minute mark. I mean. It, by the time sometimes you hear a song and you're like, that, this is good. What is this? It's over. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we can talk about song lengths all we want, but I yeah. mean, what's your overall like takeaways from Fall Out Boy's latest release from 2018? Well, not, not that they had the greatest hits too. We'll, get, we'll touch yeah. on that in a second, but like, yeah. what's your take on Mania overall? Like, what do you got? I'll, I'll share mine in a second. Oh, Mania. Uh, as a whole album, if I am being objective and taking Fall Out Boy away from it, because this is I'm a big proponent of 
bands removing a band band name that is from an album when deciding whether or not it's a musically good album Mm -hmm. with that said i would give this one a three out of five to be honest which is higher than i thought i would give it yeah but the songs that are really that are good on here are really good yeah and it just hits the mark on that now if i was rating this as a fallout boy album in terms of what i expect from fallout boy i'd probably rate it lower i'd probably rate it more like one and a half to two as a fallout boy album but i mean as an album if you handed it to someone and said this is fallout boy side project what insert name here not bad you know it's there's some songs that are absolutely atrocious but i mean it's pretty middle of the road for the most part like you you had said just a lot of boring stuff on it. i know yeah it's a lot of boring stuff uh, it's a lot of boring stuff like two absolutely atrocious songs and then a few really good ones i mean you pretty much down the head of me i'm gonna go slightly like a 3.5 out of five personally only because yeah. of the reason you said though because the good songs are really good heaven's yeah. gate we touched on we touched on wilson you know, these are still really, really good songs. It's just they're on a bad Fallout Boy album. Yes, and like I completely agree with you on that. I'm, that's why I'm going slightly higher because Heaven's Gate is still great. Yeah, it's a great hit. Then you, you, I didn't really touch on this when you said it, but like his vocals, good Christ, he is so mm-hmm. good. Oh, he's an incredible singer, man. But lately, he doesn't show it off as much. I no couldn't. Couldn't even begin to imagine why. I mean, yeah. he's probably one of the best singers in not only in the genre, but I would say in modern music right now. I, I mean, not, not that I, I would really consider Fall Boy modern anymore, but right. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, 2000s and, onward. I mean, their first album came out in 2003, only 19 years ago. So who knows? <laughs> only, yeah. Only, God. only. I mean, I mean, Adam Levine and him, I would say him and him and Adam Levine are up there for sure. As far as like pop rock or rock goes, as far as like that goes. Patrick Stump, Brendan Urie, like they're Brendan Urie, yeah. Really the modern day, what I would consider, you know, like your modern day Sinatras, your yeah. Yeah. They're really good. They just, just technically great singers. And I wish we would see more of it. But I, I do think that this album has a fantastic ep hidden in there like if they released this album as an ep Mm -hmm. i think it would have been much more widely accepted like if you started like picture this yeah opens with stay frosty royal milk tea like the album does right and then goes into you know not particularly in order but then you got you know either wilson or church next because those both have to be on there and you just make a you, you can even still include champion as they're like to get that big hit out there and then just end it on heaven's gate just boom five song ep and i thought it would have been great yeah i mean hey that that would have been better i mean that, that, you're right that would probably would have been better truthfully so uh, if they did that but they they released 10 songs and that's the latest we got i mean yeah. their greatest hits though they they did release was it we'll touch on that for a hot second i mean i know it's not really mania but like the Bob Dylan and Dear Future Self songs are pretty good. Yeah. So they also, I think I was telling you about this uh, after our discussion last week. After this, they had another EP 
um, Lake Effect kid. That was tell me about this. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, it was a leftover song that, like, a demo of it was put out there years ago. I think it was like the Folia days, if I remember correctly. Okay. But it was um, three songs, and one of them, "City in a Garden," was absolutely incredible. Like these songs were so good. That I was like, where was this? I know one was a leftover song, but where where was this Fall Out Boy on Mania? Like this EP was better than most things on Mania. Right, right. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling it up on the Wikipedia page, but like, I mean, they had like their EP was like, wait, 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 what year was it? Again? I'm sorry, the EP was what? Extended play was what year? EP. Oh, like Effect Kid, yeah. Yeah, it was the same year. Wow, August of 2018. Yeah, too. Only like six months later. Oh, it's not gonna pull up. That's all right. Um, honestly, I gotta tell you the truth. I mean that that one is not. I have not listened to that personally. I, I've only listened to like the. Um, I primarily listen to like their their main albums personally, mm-hmm. but like Believers Never Die Greatest Volume Two had a lot of good stuff on it. Truthfully, yeah, it was all like had, the, the second the hits from the second half of their career. Yeah, and like, but the news. I mean, just on a quick side note, they're Bob Dylan. And dear future self, we were talking about that last last week on, on before we after ended the show. Yeah, uh, you're like, hey, you know, if they were to release, it's not going to come up. But like, whatever, if they released like those, that type of music moving forward, that's actually pretty good stuff, truthfully. Yeah, dear future self, I'm a little less uh, into. I'm going to be honest. Okay, but uh, I really like Bob Dylan. Yeah. That song is really good, especially coming from someone who does not like the artist, Bob Dylan. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, no, I legitimately think Bob Dylan, like, if they want to go that sound and keep that going, I'm fine with it. But do it well. Like, have the songs there, have songs with good structure and good songwriting. And that's it, man. Like, it's, that's all I want from them at this point. It just give me catchy songs. Not everything has to be a hit, but give me something that's not boring. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Just, I mean, I really hope that they, I mean, after the Hell Mega Tour, who knows, they might put out another album at some point. You know, they might. And if it sounds like the Bob Dylan, not like the artist Bob Dylan, of course, but like, I mean, if it sounds like Bob Dylan or Dear Future Self, I'm good. I actually like Dear, Dear Future Self too, which was good. Um, yeah, it's not like, bad. It's definitely better than the bad songs from um, from Mania. From Mania, and it's and it's more memorable than the forgettable ones from it. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at like their latest stuff. I mean, they they don't have an album coming out now, like, at yeah. least because it's 2022. They don't have an album yet. But I mean, if they do have. An album coming out at some point. I mean, I feel like they they might release one maybe in a year or two. I mean, because I mean, what it would sound like though. I mean, if it sounds like Bob Dylan and it sounds like uh, Dear Future Stuff, I'm good with that too. I mean, that's fine. I mean, Why Clef was an interesting pick as a featuring, but you know, it's, yeah. I, that was fine with me. So, what I find interesting is that we're going on, you know. Well, there's been no announcement of new music, no announcement of an album. Right. We're going on to about 
almost the same gap that was their initial hiatus between uh, Foley and Save Rock and Roll. Yeah, 2008, 2013. Big thing when they came back, I remember. Now, given they're not on hiatus, they, they're still touring and, you know, they're still active. But it's just interesting to me that they're going so long in between albums. I, I, I don't know if COVID has something to do with that. I mean, maybe, uh, but, but who knows? you know, it would have been great to have them use COVID as a time to, you know, work on new music, but I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? I mean, I really hope that they would like do, I hope that they would like at least do something. So I, 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 I mean, I'm not like a diehard fan, but I do like them quite a bit. I, enough to, enough to the point where I would say, even though I missed them on Hell Omega, I would go see them again. Uh, I would go see them no matter what. Cause I mean, I do like their stuff enough. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting because they've been, you know, it's funny. They released their album, their latest album in 2018. And they've been they've been pretty active, otherwise touring and whatnot. But yeah. Panic of the Disco released their latest album in 2018 as well. And they've been they've been quiet. I mean, yeah. I talked to you about that stuff too, but like yeah, the, the last I heard about him. They went quiet. Yeah. So, I, I've actually heard that he uh, this is just a, a PATD moment, but like I did hear, and I'm gonna break it here, you know, because why not? I, I I did a little digging. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. Yep. He I dug around a little bit on Instagram. There's an Instagram account called Panic of the Discotheque, or like it's a fan account or, or like one of the drunks. I forget what it's called. But the guy who runs it lives over in England. He has inside scoop on him. And he said that there should be a new single dropping for Panic of the Disco this summer because he's been his mental health because COVID hit him and like everything that happened in the world in 2020 and 2021. He's been really like he mentally hit hard. Brendan Yuri. So they said he should be back, though. And it sounds like Queen. From what I understand. I did dig around this. I'm breaking that here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Fingers crossed for it. Oh my God. If he shocks the world, because I mean, that's a panic of the disco thing, but High Hopes was like their huge hit. So, yeah. I mean, between, it... you know, between potential for Panic the Disco music, I mean, Green Day teasing music, I'm assuming they'll have something by the end of the year at least. Oh, yeah. For not, it's a full album or at least a single before the end of the year. Uh, it's been, you know, rumors. I doubt it's true about Tom going back to Blink. Oh yeah, <laughs> I doubt that's true. But you know, all things to be to you know look forward to, and yeah. I hope that we could get a double album from some forty-one coming. Hey, anything's possible. Man. It's gonna be a good year for pop punk. So, oh yeah, and hopefully that- Fall Out Boy can jump on board with it. Hopefully, they all can make a big comeback as far as new music and whatnot too. I mean, hopefully, it'll be like just. It'll be, it'll be good. Hopefully it'll all be like a new, a new thing. So hopefully it all works out. Yeah. Also just want to shout out uh, the damned things um, side project of, you know, some of the members here. Incredible. Uh, very good. Definitely more like punk leaning. Great, great band. Highly recommend checking them out. If anyone hasn't. Uh, it's called the damn things you said. Good. Yep, yep, the damned things. I believe they have two albums now. First okay. one was a while ago, and they released the other one not a couple of years ago. Mm. Okay. Pretty solid uh, stuff. It's like it's very pop punk or punk stuff. Uh, more punk, more definitely more like heavy. Okay, so like more traditional hardcore punk then. Yeah, yeah, okay. not not quite like that. Probably a nice little middle ground, but yeah. 
right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you streamed us. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this fun mixed bag type of discussion on fallout boys mania. Obviously we are both had different thoughts on it. We both thought it was given that as their latest release. Hopefully they redeem themselves soon. Hopefully, you know, they put out more content soon. I want to thank Kyle Q for joining me as always. Thank you so much for doing this as always. It's a delight when you come on. So of course, and uh, if you have not already subscribed to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like us wherever you got to find us simply at the Superview show. And uh, we'll see you guys next time for another episode of Career Retrospective at some point soon. Check us out later. We'll see you guys next time. See you.